0: Welcome once again to Robert Nauer Unfiltered. This is going to be Season 3, Episode 4. The Exploding Security Bollards and Why Federal Employees Can't Sue. I learned a lot from being in the federal government and from being a naval officer. But I think being a civilian federal civil servant was truly an eye-opener for me. People say, well, when you join the military you don't have any rights. You only have those rights that are indicated under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. When you're a civilian, you have no rights. I found that out, and I'm going to tell you that story right now. When I had transferred from Orlando, Florida, the Defense Contract Management Agency, to Washington, D.C. to take a higher-level job at the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, the agency that prints all of our paper currency... They refer to it as the BEP, Bureau for short, Bureau of Engraving and Printing. There are two facilities, one in Fort Worth that prints about 90% of all the paper currency, and the DC Place, which really only produces about 10% of the currency in circulation. And when I was there, and just before departing, I guess, a couple of months later to go to the Department of Labor, I was on my way back from uh, Baltimore and stopped through Washington, D.C. at my place of work, which was the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, in order to retrieve some stuff from my office. I parked my car, got what I needed, and then I went on out to my car. And in doing so, I loaded it up. And in checking out, you have to check out through the security gate. They have what the White House has, and and almost all federal buildings and poli- and military bases today, they're called bollards. There are hydraulic bollards, and there are static bollards. The ones the White House uses, and and at the um, on Pennsylvania Avenue, are hydraulic bollards that come up from within the ground, and they can either come up very slow or very fast. When I say very fast. Suppose that you had a bank robber or a terrorist trying to flee the scene. The security guards would hit an t- emergency toggle switch, which is red, and it would cause the bollards to shoot up at a very high rate of speed. It's almost like the speed of a bullet. The the Just the sheer speed of these huge metal poles coming up from out of the ground are enough to cause a standard American car to be blown 10 feet into the air. That's the force they come up out of the ground at. They have been known to fail. Uh, they have been known to have shorts and fail and kill people. And they are nothing to play with. They are extremely dangerous. There have been quite a few accidents around the country and in Washington, D.C., with the Secret Service, the FBI, and other other employees. In fact, I wasn't the only employee ever harmed and hurt badly at the Bureau of Engraving and Printing. One of the female lawyers there Also had her car destroyed, and lucky for her, she didn't get hurt like I did. She had a bigger car. So anyway, as I was proceeding through the gate, this black security guard, and when I say security guard, he was a policeman. There are no such thing as security guards unless they're rent-a-cops in D.C. Those are subcontractors who work for a contractor, for the federal agency. Those are what we refer to as rent cops or guards. All of the so-called guards at the Bureau of Engraving and Printing are actual bona fide police officers and paid accordingly. In fact, they're paid higher than even the uh, Metro DC police are paid. They are paid equal to the pay of the U.S. Capitol Police. In fact, the Bureau of Engraving and Printing has one of the largest police forces in the United States. Very few people know that. That's how many police officers they have. So as I was proceeding and approached the gate, the black officer in his guard shack looked at me. He sort of acknowledged me, and he let the bollards down so that my car could proceed over the security bollard gate area. And I guess for whatever reason, he thought my car had already exited the compound because the exit for the compound was about 100 yards further up the road, which had the security bollards there. And the only way he could see my car had stopped and to let them down was on a TV camera in his guard shack. And I guess he made the fatal assumption, which he did, could have killed me. My car had already exited the compound, but it hadn't. I was slowly proceeding over the bollards and Instead, we found out later he was fucking around, and instead of just looking at the TV monitor as he was required to do, in accordance with his job standards, he disregarded looking at the TV monitor to see that I had cleared the area, and he hit the emergency toggle switch, which would cause the bollards to shoot back up out, out of the ground, and they did, and when they did... They blew me and my car six feet in the air, causing my neck to suffer injuries, my head to receive a concussion. The airbags all went off and gave me a broken nose and contusions, uh, let alone that the airbags, when they explode, have poison gases in them, and you breathe that in and it's not good for you. And when my head hit the ceiling at such a high rate of speed, it crushed the vertebrae in my upper neck. And then when my car came slamming back down onto the ground, I crushed my L3, L4, and L5 vertebrae in my lower spine. I was severely injured and in a lot of pain and almost unconscious. At that point in time, uh, all of the police came running because they knew he had fucked up. And they alerted my supervisor, which was a wonderful gal by the name of Teresa Brooks. She was um, GS-15. She came running down, and she was really pissed. Teresa's was well-respected at the Bureau. And she started screaming and yelling at the guards, at the police. What the fuck have you done? What have you done to my employee? How could you harm my employee like this? She's asking me, Robert, are you okay? And um, the fact was, no, I wasn't okay. They had to call 911 and get the uh, George Washington Medical Center ER ambulance to come get me and take me to the ER at George Washington University Hospital. Well, after all of that was over with and I finally got home, I said, you know what, honey, I should call a lawyer because I'm going to be laid up for quite a bit of time. Turns out I ended up being about 11 months in rehab trying to fix all my broken bones and problems that I had with my neck and spine. I called Johnny Cochran's firm, the same guy that had defended O.J. Simpson, and they were really thrilled when they first heard my case because, ooh, a person got injured at a government agency by the government? Oh, millions of dollars. Well, then after explaining what had happened to me, the lawyer said, you wouldn't be a federal employee, would you? And I said, yeah, I am. There was a moment of silence on the phone and then The lawyer said, I'm sorry, Um, we can't do anything for you. In fact, it's not even worth suing because you can't sue. I said, no, why not? And they said, well, if you'd have been a contractor, if you'd have been a private citizen, if you'd have been a visitor, we could sue the Bureau of Engraving and Printing for millions of dollars and we would win. But you basically, by being a federal employee, signed away your rights to sue the government. My my hopes were kind of dashed at that point, and I was still in pain. They said, the only thing you can sue for is if the federal government doesn't pay your workman's compensation claims, because you are covered by work, workman's comp, and they have to pay all of your medical bills. I said, what about my pain and suffering? He said, the government doesn't pay for that, nor does anybody else, unless you're a private citizen or a contractor. So they said, the only thing you can sue for is whatever bills are not paid by workman's comp at the Department of Labor. And so if you did have to sue, you could only sue for up to $300,000 and your lawyers would probably get most of that. Well, I was not happy when I heard all that. I said, so being a federal employee means that they could basically kill me and get away with it. And he said, yep, that's pretty much the case. Um, And they wouldn't really have to pay your wife a whole hell of a lot of money either. And that is when I realized, folks, that um, not only do you not have any rights as a federal employee, but you can't sue them. Uh, Not unless Congress says you can sue and they'd have to pass a special bill for that to take place. So I learned a really great lesson from my severe injuries that I uh, incurred during the last couple of years before I retired from the federal government. From the BEP, I went on to the um, Department of Labor where Workman's Comp's bureau is. And and while I was there, they still hadn't paid my medical bills. So I started writing letters to my Congressman and Senator in Virginia at the time, and they intervened and they finally got Workman's Comp to pay all of my back medical bills, which were $500,000 and all my therapy bills. But in the meantime, in the, in, the, in the next year that I was going through therapy and not having my medical bills, most of the doctors and clinics had all turned those unpaid bills over to collection agencies. And thus, I was suffering the stress and the trauma of them not paying legitimate bills. So, when you hear about John Stewart Complaining and moaning about the veterans who had to work in and around the burn pits and caught, came down with cancer. Yeah, that's one thing. Yes, and the government didn't want to take care of their bills and, or take care of them. Well, the same goddamn thing is true of any federal employee that's injured on the job. They can't sue either. Not The only thing they can get is medical bills that haven't been paid by workman's comp. So really, you have no rights as a federal employee, and uh, you, you just got to hope that you never, ever, ever get injured. And so I hope this has been a good learning lesson. If you do plan on joining the federal government, going into federal government as a career, you need to realize that uh, you have little to no recourse if you are ever injured on the job. So therefore, the one thing that I would recommend to anybody going to work for the federal government is that you take out uh, some form of uh, insurance on yourself that if you do get injured, that at least somebody will pay for you uh, and pay timely to make sure you have an income. You can you can get that kind of insurance. It's a little expensive, but uh, you aren't going to get much satisfaction out of the federal government nor workman's comp if you are injured or killed on the job. And so that's a life lesson from Bob Nauer. And with that, Bob out.